Hey, good morning, everybody. It is 9.30 a.m. Welcome to Sunday School, Akron Elias Fellowship Church, Akron, Ohio. Thanks for being here this morning. We are going to get ready to uh, get started with our Sunday School version. We've got a full day today because we have church opening up today as well. But in the meantime, while we allow for people to get on for Sunday School, I'm going to play a song, a praise song from uh, Walter Hawkins, Leanne Fain, and Angela Spivey in his Oh Happy Day live. So please listen while we uh, get online. And thanks for being here this morning. Praise the Lord. Mr. Fry, how are you? Ronnie, how you doing? <clears throat> Old standard favorite. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. see your name, but good morning. Lisa, how are you? Good morning. Phillips, good morning.
Amen, amen. Christy, Christy, good morning. Thanks for being here. Amen. Now that song, uh, of course you remember that song from way, way, way back when. Uh, Edwin Hawkins singers were, did that song. Walter Hawkins was actually the one performing as the male singer in this. I'm going to guess he's his son. Uh, that I just uh, it's a wild guess. I don't really know for sure. I was going by the comments from that uh, from that video, but that was one of the first songs that really got me thinking about the Lord. I just remember that from way back when, uh, listening to it in my uh, uncle's flower shop uh, back in the day, just fresh out of high school. And that was a, just a great introduction to just hearing what the Lord had to say. And I just am very thankful for that song. I always would love that song uh, because of its personal uh, connection to me. <clears throat> I hope it did something for you this morning. It was a great rendition of that. Uh, oh, Happy Day Live. Walter Hawkins, Leanne Fain, Angela Spivey. Okay, we have a full day today. There's a lot going on. And uh, good morning to everyone. There may be connectivity issues. I don't know. Um, I see people's names popping up more than once. Uh, hang in there with that. I, I don't really have a good answer for that other than the fact that uh, uh, just to try to uh, nag your Wi-Fi company <laughs> or something to try to make sure that those things get taken care of. Because um, um, they should be able to fix that with no charge. The... Um, we have a full day, and I'll just mention very quickly that, of course, we are planning to go back to church for the first time in about three months, literally three months. <clears throat> it has been that long. Hey, Vic, good morning. I uh, hope everything's good with you. Hope you're feeling better and all that. So we have a, a plan that we'll be probably executing for the next few weeks. We will be back in church today. It'll be about 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll be going off. Sunday school will be going off by no later than 1030 today. Probably earlier than that, if at all possible. And then that will allow people to be able to go to church for those in the Akron area who want to go. Um, the typical protocols are in place for going to church. You are to wear your mask. You are to uh, practice social distancing inside the building. And there will be temperature checks at the entrance to the building, just like before, to make sure that uh, no one's running a fever. Needless to say, if you don't feel well, just stay home. 
we actually will have a program online here uh, after uh, Sunday school if you do not choose to go to church. So there actually will be a message that will be following me uh, on Sunday school uh, uh, that's pre-recorded. That'll be in the timeline here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. God desires to bless your life. Pastor Gus prepared a message uh, that will be available for you to look at on uh, on this timeline after it'll be up. It's uploading now and it'll be uh, after Sunday school, and that's for anybody who chooses not to go in. Now you can watch it if you choose to go in, and you can always watch the sermon later too. So, uh, for what it's worth, we're making sure that everyone in our church family is covered. We know that there is still a lot of uh, nervousness about getting out and be seeing other people but i know there are a lot of other people who really do want to get out and see other people and and just fellowship with them and say hello to them and all that and that does have a value in itself as well so we we appreciate all those who are uh staying in as well as coming out but uh, nonetheless we will have that available for you as well too pastor gus will have a message for those of us who are going into church uh and it'll be about 11 o'clock and there will be a praise music just like before and a message and we expect to be out of the building by 12.30 at the latest. So that's how that all is planned out. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We, we, we cannot emphasize enough the importance of that. Um, some of the, uh, the tithes and offerings have been probably a little bit less than what we would like. Uh, but the bottom line is that uh, you still want to give to the Lord and give and, and, show, and have money that there for in the need of benevolence or if someone really needs it, we have something available for that. Um, if you are not going to church today, you can mail your tithes and offerings to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And uh, that uh, also, there will be a drop box at the church available as well, too, as normal, but that will be inside the lobby areas where the drop box is. You just put it in the lobby box and, uh, and, and go, and that's that. And that's uh, the way you can do that, too. Um, and I don't have anything else. Oh, we will not be broadcasting the worship service uh, at the church today uh, also. There's a logistics issue with that where we would have to do all kinds of setup, and we already have to fight with acoustic issues. So uh, if you're coming to church today and you're going to uh, hear Pastor Gus live and all that, that's great. If you're not, you'll be able to hear, have a sermon online. So just giving you that as a heads up uh, because we uh, just don't want to stretch ourselves too much here where it's really just not going to be a uh, – it won't be viable as far as our doing something like that. But there will be a message available, and we'll probably be doing this for the next few weeks. We'll just have a message online as well, have as, as, well as having a message uh, in the church itself for those who are just not able to come in yet or are waiting for – that second vaccine shot, whatever it is that you're looking to get, um, we, we will be there. We'll be here, be, we'll be here for you regardless. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Okay, let's get into the lesson today. <clears throat> there is uh, much, well, not a whole lot to cover, but it's, it's important uh, information to cover. It is the last book in First Timothy. Um, we're going to go ahead and pray. Uh, it is the la- It's going to be First Timothy uh, chapter. 6 verses 3 through 21 uh, just to, to make sure you're we're starting with verse 3 in first timothy 6 we um oh you'll be recording a cd beautiful um perfect because i would love to upload that to uh the podcast so arlen that's wonderful i appreciate you doing that 
and hopefully the sound quality will be excellent. So we'll we'll pray for all of those things as we get ready for that. Because we do have we have updated our podcast, by the way. The Akron Alliance Fellowship podcast is updated with messages from 2020, Sunday school from 2020, as well as uh, those into the uh, into this current year. So just uh, keep that in mind. We have a lot of resources available, uh, and we appreciate you doing those things uh, to keep in touch. That's really really important for us as a church to stay focused on the word. Cut out all of the weird noise that's out there in the world today and stay focused on God's word. Stay focused on developing your personal relationship with him. Can't emphasize that enough. Let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer and we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to set aside and quiet our souls, quiet our spirits. Allow us to just be able to hear you speak to us now. We thank you for this time of learning for this time of study. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you and we also pray for those who will be heading to church today that you'll give them travel mercies all the way through. We thank you for just doing so many things to keep us safe. And we know that even for those of us who have uh, had the virus, Lord, we pray for a complete and absolute healing from you right now. No lingering issues, nothing going on that's going to take away from being able to seek after you or understanding you. We just pray for those things right now. We thank you, Lord, for your very presence today. We ask that you just bless us and keep us as a church, as a people. And we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 21 is what we'll be covering. Verses 3 through 21. This is a... We're starting with verse 3 because of the continuity issue. We ran into that last week when we, we ended with verses 1 and 2 in chapter 6. But please keep in mind that we um, uh, want to make sure that the lessons that we present are uh, helpful as far as consistency and continuity. And after 1 Timothy, we'll be moving into 2 Timothy. But uh, for what it's worth, uh, here we are. <clears throat> 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 21. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, it is a very easy to read version, very simple to understand. Please follow along in your version. You'll, be see, you'll see verses being put up in front of you, by the way, that might be from the English Standard Version, which is our the normal version we have been using. We're not locked into any version. We want to provide a version that's the most accurate and the most uh, uh, beneficial for understanding, I think is what it comes down to. So Let's start with verse 3 in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Please follow along in your version. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt, and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Verse 6. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and and clothing, let us be content. 
Verse 9. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Verse 11, But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God, who gives life to all, and before Christ Jesus, who gave a testimony before Pontius Pilate, that you obey this command without wavering, then no one can find fault with you from now until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Verse 15, For at, the right, at just the right time Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the king of kings and king of all kings and lord of all lords he alone can never die and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him no human eye has ever seen him nor ever will all honor and power to him forever amen verse 17 teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money which is so unreliable their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so they may experience true life. Verse 20. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. Okay, that was 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 21, which closes out 1 Timothy. But let's go back and look at this. This is, uh, again, a continuation on the section about instructions for elders. And it's specifically focusing on, you may have picked up on it when we read the passage, the love of money and Paul's charge to Timothy about what to do and how to respond to people like those who have selfish ambitions. Let's go back to the top. Verse 3, 1 Timothy 6. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here Paul is making a statement that's very clear, that Jesus Christ is the one who is indeed teaching. This is, these are the words of Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life, which we all know because we understand that that's exactly what God wants us to do, is live in godliness. And his word provides that teaching. So now look at verse 4 again. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant, and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments, ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. You notice how it, he just has that sentence all by itself. These people cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt. 
and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Now, let's take a look at this and break it down for what it's really worth here. And understand something. This is not... This is not just unique to that time about this, this false teaching or these people who have special interests. Uh, let's use that term, special interests in presenting the word. This happens today all the time. And there are agendas that people will put forth that try to proclaim, for example, maybe that the Bible is false, that the words are not true. The things that are being said are, for whatever reason, uh, have been um, compromised, uh, someone has gotten in and changed the words around, and understand something, that is nothing but a lie from the pit. I, I, I can't stress enough, when, when, when the word says that God's inspired word, it's God-breathed word, it's word, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, if it's God-breathed God breathed and God-inspired word, then uh, anyone who dares to tamper with that word is going to face uh, damnation and, 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 and ridicule and understand something else too. Let's just use a for instance and say, yes, the word has been tampered with by somebody. Well, let me, let's put it to you this way. Do you not think that God is more powerful in communicating his message through the power of the Holy Spirit, which no one can tamper with and no one can mess around with? Uh, do you not think that God is more powerful than anybody who dares to try to change the meaning or, or of whatever scriptures were being written? Uh, he certainly is aware of those things, and he certainly can handle those things. I was just giving you a for instance. Now, I'm not saying that the word hasn't been uh, dealt with in different ways, because we have to look at this practically. Over time, we know that the English language has limitations in interpreting exactly what the Greek and Hebrew intents were. And so we have a, a language barrier at times, and we have to make sure that we're even looking at passages like the New Living Translation, which take, which take the intended meaning of these words and make sure it's communicated very clearly in the English language for everybody to understand here, and even in foreign languages, when those uh, languages are being interpreted. So without getting into a whole uh, episode as to why the word is what it is and how come we have different languages, how come we have different um, Bible versions and, and Bible renderings. It's really to create an increase in understanding, not a decrease. It's to help people who are uh, fresh in the word, who need this uh, information, to be able to understand what God is saying to them. God knew all of this before we even got to this point. Um, I admire the, <clears throat> the really recovered people on how they recognize that the New Living Translation, the one we just read from, is a version that honestly, um, uh, is easy to understand. And that's exactly what you want to have for people who are new believers, if people who are new in the word. Now, we, we encourage people to go to other versions for greater understanding and cross-reference those things. But we need to make sure to understand that this preaching and teaching that we're referring to here in Timothy were people who were doing it for money. They were straying from the teachings for their own importance they were doing so, and they were causing quarrels. They were causing fights in the church. These are no good. There is no good. They will cause, I've seen people get into fights online about what the word means to say and what their intent is. And, and we need to avoid those types of arguments and just stand on the truth. Stand on the foundation, the firm foundation of God and his word. And the Holy Spirit is indeed the one who teaches us. 
He has to tell us what the word means, what the meaning of the word is. He has to do those things. So that's one thing that nobody can ever do is take away from uh, God's teaching of his word because the Holy Spirit is always going to be present to give us interpretation and give us greater understanding and give us the desire to learn more. That's exactly what we all need and we all want. And that's what we need to always keep those things in mind as we look at what the Word says and look at what people have to say about it. Stay away from people like that. We, we've had enough of this foolishness in these days, times and days where people seem to think that they're smarter than everybody else and they think that they know more than everybody else and they have this special input into what Jesus is saying. And in fact, they have nothing of the kind. They don't have anything like that. Be very, very careful about who you follow, what you read, what you get involved with. Stay with those who are teaching the word, and that's whether you're at our church or any church. I don't care what church it is. Um, Just because the church is big doesn't mean that they have the word. Just because the church has a big social environment doesn't mean that they're teaching the word. That's where you have to go. So... And understand that people who will try to cause this strife in the church, they only want to show themselves to be more important than everybody else. You stay away from people who just want to argue. You stay away from people who always want to come up with this, um, what's that term that they call the, the um, sometimes in, in, in Sunday school class, they'll make a statement uh, where they want to play devil's advocate. Oh, yeah, well, that's a, yeah, that type. well, the the key word there is devil's advocate. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you just don't want to get into that. I, you don't want to get into those things. I, it just confuses people. Well, there's nothing wrong with the questions. There's nothing wrong with the questions. I agree with that. But it gets down to. Are you doing it because you want to learn, or are you, you doing it to show off? Are you doing it because you want to learn, or are you doing it because you want to show how smart you are before everybody else? Now I'm I'm just going to tell you something right now, and I'm, I'll make a, con, a confession here. A lot of what happened in Sunday school back in the day were people just trying to show themselves to be smart uh, when they were asking questions. I'll just that's between you and me, okay? Uh, I won't. Uh, no names are going to be mentioned, but that's exactly what was happening. Um, before me. Uh, this was before, uh, yeah, before uh, my bride here came to. Uh, uh, but that was over 15 years ago. A lot of people do that, and that's the, that's the sad thing about what we're talking about here is that people want to show themselves to be important because they want to look important before others. And so what is Paul saying here? This is exactly what's going on in Timothy's church. Avoid these people. Stay clear of them. You can give them the instruction, teach them what is correct. And honestly, uh, if it comes down to uh, hearing something like that more often than not where they're just continuing to show themselves to be important, Go ahead and tell them you need to repent. Uh, that would be a fair way to address that because that's that's not being godly. That's being selfish. You're misleading people. You don't want to ever do something like that in the church. So let's continue. Stay away from people who want to argue. Amen. Arguments are not going to help you. You stay with what the Holy Spirit is teaching you and, and follow that guidance uh, all the way. Verse 6, back to the text, 1 Timothy 6, yet, uh, chapter 6, verse 6. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. So back to verse 6, 
Of course, your version probably says godliness with contentment is great gain. Well, here in this passage is referring to wealth because it, it, the context of this entire passage has to do with money. And great gain, uh, of course, can be interpreted in many different ways, but it's important for us to kind of dive in here and look at the context of what is being spoken about here. Godliness with contentment is great wealth, which means that it's more valuable than money. It's more valuable than those things that people are doing to try to deceive people to gain money. Having godliness and contentment, you can't put a price on it. That's what we need to understand here. It's a personal growth. It's spiritual growth. It's personal fulfillment. It's about honoring God. It's about doing those things that are honoring him. And when you have that kind of um, relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be utterly contempt, not contemptible, but you will be contempt, uh, content. Excuse me, I'm saying the word wrong. I know. It, if I, I'm thinking one word and saying it the other way. Content. <laughs> you will be content. Uh, let's take a look. Let's, let's get out of this uh, dilemma and go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. <laughs> content. That, that one P in that word changes the whole meaning of the word, doesn't it? That's why it's very important to make sure that even in my position as a Bible instructor or a teacher, to make sure that I get the words right uh, so that they can't be misinterpreted. Um, and thank you, yes. Uh, it never, it, I had to listen to my own head say it right. It's like, that's not the right word. Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Notice how seeking God and, and his kingdom is much more important. And we need to be content with what God is doing in our lives. That's what's very important as we seek this uh, wisdom from God. Uh, a verse that you'll be very familiar with, you can turn to real quick, is Philippians 4, verses 11 through 13. Philippians 4, verses 11 through 13. Verse 11 in Philippians 4, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. <laughs> I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Of course, your version will be, I can all do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I just read from the ESV, so um, your version may see something different, but it's giving the direct credit back to Christ, who is the one who gives you strength. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that's what we all want to see. Let's go back to our passage, verse 9. Uh, 1 Timothy 6, back to verse 9. But people who long to be rich fall into, into rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Now this gets back to why we were referring to uh, wealth earlier. Because there are people who are money hungry. <clears throat> and look at what it says in verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Pierced themselves. In other words, they did themselves in. 
Uh, we know that we have to put on the full armor of God to protect ourselves from the arrows of Satan, that they bounce off of us. But we also know that we can do damage to ourselves because we are not putting on that armor of God. And Satan will just do whatever he can just to destroy you. So we need to understand that a lot of people still put money as being more important than happiness. Remember the uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Remember the the rich young man uh, having the encounter with Jesus Christ and what he valued. There is examples of this all throughout Scripture about people who have wealth, and the wealth corrupts them. Solomon was one of them uh, that uh, had more money than anybody in the world. Uh, I think probably from uh, history, <laughs> as far as history is concerned, might have been the most wealthy person whoever lived, uh, and that includes today. And, and we need to understand that he was also corrupted by uh, his own fleshly desires and sin because of the he had a lot of, of, of things that were available to him, uh, a lot of things to access. And he was corrupted as well by, we can say by, of course, the love of women, but money was also part of that. People still believe that money can bring happiness. Rich people will sometimes crave greater riches. It's an endless cycle. It's a thing that we need to understand. It doesn't mean that people being rich is a problem or evil or anything like that. It's what it does to you if you allow it to do it to you. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. One of the most misquoted verses ever. Because loving money is the issue here. It's not about money. Uh, God has it where there are people who have a lot of money who can be very benevolent and give and and do what is necessary to show people how important it is to give and share with others who are have less or who are in need. That is what we need to understand here. There's nothing, no issue with getting uh, getting wealthy, but it's how you go about it. It's what you do with it, and we have to understand that money is temporary. Uh, that's the other thing we need to understand too. One day it's all going to be gone. It's not going to be around anymore. Um, it could be for a season as well too. You may have money for a little while and it may be gone. Um, Having a lottery mentality is one of the worst things that anybody can have. Um, people who just play the lottery constantly because they think that they can strike it rich. You already know that the odds of winning are infinitesimal. Uh, you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than winning the lottery. And yet people will spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars to try to get wealthy, uh, to try to get rich. It is a huge temptation from Satan. People, uh, it takes advantage of those people who don't understand the difference between playing the lottery with a lottery mentality to get rich and those playing just for fun. Um, those people who are playing just for fun, I'm not sure who those people are. I've never met them. Uh, I would stay clear of that uh, discussion altogether. But we need to understand that people who don't even have a lot of money are spending thousands of dollars. And they could have taken that money and done what? Saved it. Put it somewhere. It's clearly disposable income. Uh, they could have saved that money and put it away. They could have put it into a Roth IRA. They could have done anything they can to provide money for themselves for the future and let the stock market help them out. So we need to understand that these are things that need to. we need to educate some people about what to do with money and how to handle money. Uh, and that's very important. 
but money is temporary. It, it's going to be there. Uh, hopefully, if you have money to retire on, you can have that. But understand, it's still temporary. You can't take it with you. That's what they're saying up here in this passage, too. You can't take it with you when you die. It's only going to be for a time. It's only going to be for a season. Um, you need to make sure that you're living in such a way where you're doing what's necessary to love people more than loving money. That's what believers should be doing. Love the people more than money. We need to understand that that's what the living in a Christ-like manner is all about. Um, loving God's work more than loving money. Uh, going after him rather than going after the quote-unquote almighty dollar. Remember that song, For the Love of Money by the OJs? Um, it says, says in very simplistic terms why people are motivated by money. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, if you're rich or poor, you can still be caught up in the flesh and it takes you away from focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from those people who love only money. Stay away from those who have the only desire is to basically get your money and, and pretend like you're not even there when you've already given it to them. Um, and I'll let you use your own imagination when it comes to that. Okay, so let's go to verse 11. Let's keep moving along here. Um, <clears throat> And, and real quick before we get to that, uh, making sure that we understand that there is a, a difference between what we need and what we want uh, when it comes to money. We, we have what we need to live. Uh, God provides what we need to live. Um, what we want are two different things and what we need. So we need to make that distinction and really, really question when you want something, is it beneficial for what you're doing in whatever work you're doing or whatever the ministry is that you're doing. You, you pray about it and you pray about it some more and you ponder over it and you, you wrestle with God about it. Those are all things that you should be doing. Okay. So make sure that we understand those things too. And look, you know, no one's perfect. We make mistakes. We, we, we need to circle back and, and say, Lord, you know, we made a mistake. We, we need to circle back and forgive me for that. Help me to be more uh, efficient in how I handle my money, what I do with my money. Those are all things that God is able and completely able to help you with uh, as we go forward. Verse 11. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things that we just discussed. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. That's a very interesting way to say it. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life. Uh, excuse me. Hold tightly uh, to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. So look at what it says here. We have to pursue righteousness. Pursue a godly life. Pursue it along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Those are all attributes that are Christ-like. And those are all things that we should be doing as we look to grow in our faith. And when Paul is speaking about this, he's talking about using the verbs run, pursue, and fight, and hold tightly. Because it's important for us to go after it, 
not just let something come to you all the time. God has already promised us that he is never going to leave us nor forsake us, but we don't do a very good job of pursuing him. And that's what this is all about. Pastor Gus mentions this on several occasions in the message that you'll be hearing later. We don't do a good job of reading the Bible. We don't do a good job of studying his word. We don't do a good job of praying sometimes. We don't do as well as we can do when it comes to really understanding what God is saying to us. We don't seek him the way we should. We don't engage the Holy Spirit in our discussions, in our conversations, in dealing with these issues. You have to take an active approach to your faith. We, we live an active faith. We don't live a passive faith. We don't wait for something to happen. We are training. We are working hard. We're sacrificing. We're doing what we should know is right when we are living an active faith. So what uh, Paul is telling Timothy here is to fight the good fight for the true faith because people are going to deceive you. If you don't fight the good fight, then people will tell you anything and run you over and make you feel as though, why am I even in this situation? Why am I looking to Christ? What he said has to be true. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be true at all. We need to understand that if you were seeking the Lord and you, he would give you the discernment to know what is being spoken is true or not true. And that's how you're active. You're pursuing it. You're being like the Bereans, Acts 17:11, seeking out the word and going and looking and searching on your own, not waiting for somebody just to tell you what to do or tell you how you should do it. You should always be questioning and challenging what you're being, what you're being told, either from myself or Pastor Gus or anybody who's teaching you. You should always go back and seek the Lord and seek his wisdom and knowledge and be like that Berean, Acts 17:11. That is how you learn. That is how you grow. That is how you persevere. And that is how you train. We, we have emphasized the importance of all of us during this time, during the pandemic, to stay in some kind of shape. Walk outside. Move around. Do what you can do. Just stay as active as you can because your routine has been so drastically changed. And this is also true in your faith. This is also true in the Word. Look, you've got more time on your hands to be able to sit quietly at, at times and look at the Word and now meditate on what you've read and what you've learned because that is what, this, that is what God is trying to do, I think, through this entire time right now. He has been speaking to all of us through this pandemic, showing us the meaning of what's really important what we should be looking at, what we should be doing, and giving us, frankly, a heads up to say, you need to be paying attention to what's happening right now when, as far as I'm concerned, and that's the Lord speaking. What about me? He is trying to reach people for Jesus Christ. He is trying to reach people to make sure that they have an understanding of Jesus Christ. This is exactly what's going on right now. You need to have an active faith. And if you don't have an active faith, guess what? There are people waiting to get in your head and deceive you and trick you and make you think that what you're doing is a complete and total waste of time. Don't let that happen. And I say this because I've seen it. I've seen people doing that very thing. They're trying to make you feel like you're wasting your time. Ah, the Bible's not true. Why am I listening to this? I have an inner, I have a special uh, inner consciousness that I'm receiving. Well, we all have this inner consciousness. It's called the Holy Spirit if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You don't have anything special beyond that. He is special, certainly. Uh, with him dwelling inside of you, he gives you what you need to live. He gives you what you need to function. Uh, don't believe someone who says that they have a special insight. Um, it'll make you wrestle, but you come back to what the Lord is doing in your life and knowing that he, he has not steered you wrong. He has not done anything to steer you in the wrong direction. So don't listen to those who think that they have something on the Holy Spirit. Test the speaker by the Bible. Don't test the Bible by the speaker. That's the correct way of putting that. Uh, repeating the words of my bride. She is absolutely right. Uh, always go back to the word. You are the Berean. You are the one. Every one of us should be Bereans. Acts 17.11. Looking at what the word says and seeing if what is being said is true. If it's not true, if God's word is all inspired by him through the power of the Holy Spirit, he spoke to people over a period of time of... Uh, thousands of years of uh, a thousand years of speaking truth uh, that's the word that i want i want his inspired word i'm not going to listen to somebody else saying uh the bible is is rewritten and all this other garbage that has come out and it's a bunch of garbage and that's the whole that's the bottom line here don't let anybody trick you out of that okay so fighting the good fight for the true faith and that of course you remember paul mentioned that as well too i fought the good fight I have stayed the force. I have kept the faith. That was one of his, when he knew that he was going to be uh, uh, crucified, when he knew he was going to be put to death, uh, he pretty much has said he had done everything he could do uh, under those in, the, in that time. And so Paul is passing that same message on to Timothy. And I do want to point out here, too, that um, this was the first Timothy book. When Second Timothy, we get to that, that's when Timothy was arrested again. Or pardon me, that's when Paul was arrested again and knows that he was going to be crucified so it's going to take a different tone when we get to the next book but the bottom line is that uh we are still to fight the good fight no matter what is facing us or what's before us and i charge you before god back to verse 13 who gives life to all and before christ jesus who gave a good testimony before pontius pilate that you obey this command without wavering then no one can find fault with you from now until our lord jesus christ comes again and then it says in verse 15, For at just the right time Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Now why is he saying that? We, we know that, right? We emphasize who is more powerful than anything or anyone. Anyone who tries to trick you, anyone who tries to deceive you, even those who are teaching you the truth. Who is all the more, more powerful and who, where are we getting our information from? It's Almighty God. It's coming to him through the power of the Holy Spirit. We go back to him. He is the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. He alone can never die, and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him, nor ever will. You, you'll see passages in the scripture where uh, people will try to look at God or have seen God, but it's not the form of God as is represented as what Paul is speaking of here. Even Moses... Uh, saw the back side of God. He did not see look him in the face. So we have to understand that the scripture is very consistent about this. And we need to look at the context of what is being said here. All honor and power to him forever. Amen. Okay. Uh, a very, very pointed passages about the power of God and how we need to be relying upon the power of God as we gain greater understanding. Um, verse 17. 
Back to 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. This is exactly back to the context of why he is mentioning, why Paul is mentioning this to Timothy about people who really desire to get more money. They kind of probably looked at church as saying, well, there's a, there's a real gold mine in this. You know, they're looking at collections in the church and looking at, I can get some of this for myself. And I think that that's what we have to understand here. What is the motivation of a person who has to tell um, untruth, speak untruths to, to be able to get attention? Uh, it's to try to tickle the ears of those who really want to hear something different. There's a lot of ear tickling going on today. A lot of it. And I have to slow myself down thinking about that because I have seen it myself. It's very disturbing. It's, it just needs to be met abruptly with a denial and denouncement that this is not the way to carry on. It's not the way to communicate uh, with people. Uh, if you want to split hairs and say that people have made mistakes with Scripture, you can do that, but it has to do with interpretation, not out of a deliberate a deliberate attempt to deceive anyone. We, we have to get back to what the Holy Spirit does to teach and overcome any issues with our interpretation uh, of language and passing down scriptures um, and different Bible versions. And we've spoken earlier uh, in Sunday School about what Bible versions to seek after and which ones not to seek after. And I won't go into that. If you have a question about that, uh, you can send me a note, and I'll tell you which ones to avoid and which ones to uh, get involved with. But that's what's going to be very important as far as understanding exactly what God is saying to you and saying to us, based upon the original Greek and Hebrew uh, as it was interpreted and brought down. Okay, so we're going to make sure that we are not trusting in those who just trust in money, they should trust, their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for enjoyment. That was back at verse 17. Tell them to use their money to do good. These are rich people. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so they may experience true life. A rich person can experience true life by just being faithful to God, listening to him. If you've been blessed with wealth, then thank the Lord for it. If God gives it to you, thank him. It's his provision for you. It comes with a responsibility. It comes with an understanding. You, you need to understand that you don't be proud. You don't put your trust in money because that money can go away. We've seen people lose tons, millions of dollars in the stock market in one day because that money can be there and then it'll be gone in a, in a heartbeat. And we need to understand that it's money that is Lord, the Lord's provision, but it's his provision for us to do good. It's his provision for us to be generous. Because if you're being generous, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose any value. You don't. Just because you give money to somebody doesn't mean that that money won't be replenished or replaced if you are truly being faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Demonstrate that God controls the wealth. Show other people that it's God's money, it's not your money. He's the one who's giving it to you. That's how you should always have that have an approach like that because he's putting that money in your care to do exactly what we were just referring to. Okay, verse 20, because we're on the home stretch here. Timothy, guard what is God has entrusted to you. 
Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you and with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. So this whole chapter was about looking at what people can do to deceive, and they do it for the love of money, and they can cause fighting and dissension in a church. And it makes you, and it also can, as a result, like it says in verse 21, some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. So this whole thing about this instruction that's being given uh, to elders of the church, people who are in leadership of the church, it has to do with guiding principles. Um, the principles that we would have in our church, the principles that should be taking place in any church, rules for public worship, qualifications for elders, making sure that we're doing all those things necessary with due diligence as leaders of the church to make sure that whoever is involved in giving instruction is giving instruction in such a way where people are being taught, people are learning and growing in the spirit, and not being deceived or tricked or forced away from the faith. Now, if you walk away on your own, that's on you. But if we as a church continue to teach the word, we're doing exactly what God is calling us to do. And so that is exactly why Paul is giving all this instruction to Timothy. What's most important? Knowing God, working together in loving harmony, making sure that we're working as a church and as a fellowship, and also you know, sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, throughout the entire world. That is what we're doing. That's what we can do online, everybody. There's no limitations. Anybody who wants to see this or see anything that's online, it can go worldwide. I admire my wife sometimes because some of the classes that she's been in when it comes to art classes, she's got friends overseas. She's got friends in Australia. She's got friends over in Europe. She's got people she's communicating with about art all the time. That's the power of what we are doing right now as believers in Jesus Christ. We have so many different ways of reaching people. Just speak the truth. Just preach the gospel. Speak the gospel truth. It's worldwide. It is a worldwide movement. We are doing more than we've ever done as a church before to get the word out to people. And that's to, be, that's to, our, to our credit, but it's God enabling us to do these things. So we need to understand where our treasures are. And our treasure is in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word and living for him. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for how you have continued to teach us and give us instruction. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you for how you just help us to see your goodness. Help us to see your truth. And Lord, we are wary of anyone who thinks they have a better idea than you or a better way of seeking who you are. Um, those people are not of you. And we, Lord, we are to avoid those people at all costs. We are not to engage them. If anything, we are to rebuke them. They are not to be engaged, or we just let other people know that whatever that person is saying is not um, the instruction that they really need. They need to do much more to seek the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody who's telling you not to read the Bible uh, is telling you a, false, a falsehood. And Lord, we just pray that you just continue to give people the understanding that they need to look and seek after you and your word and what your word has to say. Your word is not corrupted. Your word is genuine. Your word is truth. We thank you for that teaching. We thank you for helping us to remember to be Bereans and seek out what is being taught. 
Lord, you provide us the checks and balances. Your word, the Holy Spirit, both of those things work together to help provide wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, Lord. We ask in, that you continue to be with us and, and just stay with us each day as we learn more and more about your truth. We give you the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, we're cutting out so that we can get down to Akron. So we'll catch up with you all. We hope to see you for those who are coming to church today. We praise you, praise the Lord for what he has done and what he continues to do. God bless you all. Uh, you're welcome to come back to this later and look at uh, this uh, Sunday school if, you're, if you didn't catch it at all and, uh, and look at it in its entirety online. When we sign off here, you will see Pastor Gus's message online uh, for those who are not going into church today. It will be available for you to see. God desires to bless your life. A great message. Um, for those who are going to Akron today, you'll see another message uh, presented live. We will not be broadcasting that online. So we hope to see you if you're able to come. Uh, in the meantime, you guys take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week uh, from a special location. But we will be coming to you with Sunday School next week for, uh, live at uh, 930. And if I'm uh, not mistaken, there's a time change coming up. So watch your clocks and make sure of that as well, too. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves.